Good morning and welcome to the Agape Methodist Church Daily Devotion Broadcast. For today, let us begin our devotion by reading the passage for today, Matthew chapter 4, verses 23 to 25. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. And as we read your word, we ask that you speak your truths to us. Open our eyes, open our minds to understand and our hearts to receive and to believe. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 4 verses 23 to 25 Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, and demon-possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed. And he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The theme of the Kingdom of God is a theme that runs throughout all the four Gospels. Basically, when Jesus came, he ushered in the Kingdom of God. But what is the Kingdom of God? Very often as we think of kingdoms, we think of territories. We think of, for example, the United Kingdom. It is a territory, it is a defined place. Or the Kingdom of Bhutan, it is a country. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, the kingdom is seen in a different light. There is no territory. We cannot say the kingdom of God is here or the kingdom of God is there or the kingdom of God belongs to someone. Basically, the kingdom of God is invisible. Here's what Jesus says in Luke chapter 17 verses 20 and 21. Jesus said, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is inside each believer who allows God to rule in their lives. Basically, the kingdom of God means the people whose lives are ruled by God. The passage tells us, that Jesus went around Galilee teaching the synagogues, proclaiming good news of the kingdom, proclaiming the kingdom of God, that the kingdom has come into each heart and healing every disease and sickness. The act of healing takes place when the kingdom of God is proclaimed, when the kingdom of God is lived out. We spoke yesterday about surrendering our lives, of placing our lives in the hands of God. Now in practice, it is not a one-off thing, nor does it mean then that we say, Lord, I place my life into your hands, that we absolutely place our entire lives into God's hands. God doesn't have full rule or full control over our lives. Over time, we hand more and more of our lives to God. One day we may say, God, take care of my insecurities. God, the next day we may say, God, we hand over my future to you. 
And after that, I may say, years later, I may say, God, I place all my pride in your hands. Take away my pride. Take away that part of my life that is insecure. And bit by bit, we offer to God our lives. And as we do so, God's kingdom increases its rule in more and more of our lives. The reality is that the more of our lives we offer to God, the more control He has, the more He can use our lives in various ways, the more powerful God, more powerfully God can use our lives. And God's work through us as we yield to Him is without limit. I was just musing about the news of Jesus and note that Jesus didn't hold open rallies with lots of people. He simply went to a synagogue, little house churches, well, in the Jewish, little house Jewish places of worship. And he did all this work. But you know, he wasn't seeking publicity. There, was no, there were no advertisements, no big notices, no rally notices. Simply speaking at synagogues and healing and I was thinking the word spread, news about him spread all over Syria. Part of Syria that is closest to Galilee is almost 400 kilometers away from Galilee. Just think of that. All of Syria, the news of Jesus spread all over Syria and people came from the entire country just to the synagogues in Galilee to listen to Jesus and to be healed. I just can't wrap my mind around that. 400 kilometers, which is the nearest point of Syria to Galilee, and people who were lame, people who were ill, made that long journey just to be touched by Jesus. And Jesus healed all the diseases. I'm not going to debate with you whether or not Jesus continues to heal. As a pastor for the past 28 years, I have cremated enough people to be really saddened. And yet I've also seen miracles. I've seen people healed miraculously. What I believe is that as we yield more and more of our lives to Jesus, He can do more and more work through us. But I know too that I am a sinful person and I hold back a lot of my life from God. And while God wishes He could use more of me, I know that I limit His work. And I think we all do as well. But just think for a moment. If each day we yield a bit more of our lives to Jesus, we say, God, I can't love this person. Help me to love. Or I say, God, this is precious to me, but someone else has a greater need of this resource. And I say, God, I yield it to you. And over time, as we yield our lives, our time, our talents, our possessions, every corner of our lives, more and more of the corners of our lives to God, He can use us powerfully. 400 kilometers away from the place where Jesus was preaching, and people were still going to him that he might heal them. I wonder how much our church could do. Our church in the midst of Taman Jurong, we try different ways, different ideas. But perhaps the most important thing that we can do is to yield our church to him. 
as we say to God, God, this is your church. It's even named after your love. God, use our church and we yield it to you. We yield our prejudices, we yield our fears, we yield our anxieties, we yield our aspirations and our ambitions for this church to you. Let you rule through each of our hearts. Corporately as we do that, I believe that Kaman Jurong is too small for this church. But I wanted to talk about us individually, personally. We often limit the way God works in our lives. Very often we say, well, how much can I do? How much can I reach out? I am limited. Don't even believe that. You are not limited. If God takes more and more of your life and you allow him, give him permission to use more and more of you, it will blow your mind. You never imagine how much God can work through you. I want to tell you a story about a friend of mine, Leong, whom I befriended in the prison in death row. Leong had betrayed his family. He had uh, taken a mistress. When his family, when he had sent his family, his wife and three children off on a long holiday, he used his matrimonial bedroom, which is the biggest insult, and slept with his mistress every day. And then one day, while his family was still away, he had a huge quarrel with his mistress, and he killed her. He chopped her body into parts, stuffed it into a suitcase, and threw it away. He was caught shortly after, convicted and sentenced to death. He had a very kind wife, who, though reeling with great pain and shame, continued to visit him. At one point, Leong received Christ and received the assurance of salvation. But he felt, in his own words, that he was lower than a worm. He said that, well, I may go to heaven, but my goodness, I'll be the lowest. I'll be like a worm or worse than a worm in heaven because of the things that I've done and I've wasted my entire life. This is all at an end. I told him that he was still alive and while he was still on earth, God was not done with him. He was eager to know more and I said, well, I don't know what you can do in prison. See, death row is a tiny, tiny cell and you are, sometimes it's called the place of the living dead because to all purposes intents, you are dead to the world. You live inside here, your loved ones get to visit you but only a limited number. Others can write to you, but most of the time you're forgotten. You are as good as dead in the eyes of the world. After all, the next step will not be out of that you get out of prison will be as a corpse. And so stuck in that little place, it's hard to imagine what a person can do. But I said, I don't know. I wouldn't limit God. Why don't you just tell God I am fully at your disposal? Use me as you will. Anything you want to do with me, go ahead and do it. Leong was in death row for about a year. And within that year, he had reached out to almost all the prisoners in the prison. The guards came to talk to him. In fact, they came. a few of them came to talk about their children. And they poured out their guts to him. Leong had become such a transformed man that he was almost like a counsellor to his 
to the guards and to the other prisoners. And even family members, while they could not visit him other than his immediate family, they could write letters to him and he replied them. He became like an aunt agony to them. One of the most biggest tributes was from a foreign prisoner. You see, the prison has these foreign offenders to come to serve them and then after that they're sent back to their country. And so this one had come, he had borrowed a lot of money to work in Singapore, but had committed an offence and he was jailed. And the prospects of returning home in bad shape was very high because he would be in great debt. He would have been disgraced being a prisoner instead of coming to Singapore to earn lots of money. He was going back disgraced as a prisoner. He was, his life was really, his future was really bleak. And he had contemplated taking his life a few times and was thinking, when I leave prison, I will kill myself. But as he was leaving prison, he left a note for Leong, and the note said this, I wanted to kill myself because I saw no hope for my life. But when I met you, got to know you as a friend, I saw hope for my life. I'm now going home to a difficult future, but with much hope that God will be with me. Such a tribute to a man who allowed God to use him. You know, in that one year, I think he reached out to more people than I had in my 50 years as a Christian then. God used this man in a tiny cell to touch people through correspondence, to touch people who came, who whose cells were opposite near his, who just encountered him. And Leong reached out to them. But Leong had one wish. You see, after all that he had done, he had shamed himself and shamed his family. And of course, he was very estranged from his children, especially. His wife said that she had forgiven him, but things were still tense. And he once said, I wish I could be reconciled with my children and my family. And I said, well, you pray and ask God to show you what to do. He prayed and he started writing letters to his children. Even when his family came to visit him, after they visited him, he would write to them, wrote many letters to them. And their relationship began to change. His children became warmer and warmer towards him. You know, but Young never heard how his children thought of him until perhaps in heaven they would know. But at his funeral, one of his sons came to me and said to me, you know, pastor, I'm so proud of my father. He's the best father that I could ever wish for. A man who had destroyed his life, yielding to God and allowing God to use him as he would what he saw was God restoring relationships, God using him to reach out to others, working mightily through one man to whom all people, most people would have seen as hopeless. It has inspired me to give more of, my, more of myself to God as a pastor, as a, as a father, as a husband, as a human being, as a Christian. And I think that in each of us, each one who wants to know God, wants to see God work mightily through us in the world, if each of us would yield 
more and more of ourselves to God and say, pray the impossible prayer. God, I can't see much that I can do. Maybe I'm old. Maybe there isn't much strength left. Maybe there are no contacts. Maybe I'm just a housewife. Maybe I'm living in a difficult family situation. Whatever our limitations, do not for one moment think that God cannot break through your limitations. If you will yield your life to God and say to God, God, use me as you will, you will see God bringing you to different opportunities and becoming a blessing to many. Let us pray. Think of yourself where you are, in your job, in your limited capacity, hands full with bringing children up and caring for the house and still holding a full-time job, hands full with the difficult job working from early morning to late at night, or a student with so much to study and struggling with your studies. And you wonder, what can God do through me? I don't know. I really don't know what God can do through you. But I know that when the kingdom of God is with you, is in you, I know that when God rules in your life, God can do immeasurably more than what you can think or imagine. That influence that he will work through you, will amaze you. What you need to do is to yield to God, to say to God, God, my life, my present, my future, I place in your hands. Use me as you please. And rest in the assurance that your loving Heavenly Father does not destroy your life. Instead, your loving Father makes something beautiful of your life. Allow God to use this life that you offer to Him. Amen. Well, I hope that you will have a great day today and that you'll be able to see God's blessings throughout your day. God bless you.